0: Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Will here with Schedule Fly. And I've got David Halpern on the phone up in Chicago uh, with Four Entertainment Group. David's been on the podcast before um, a year or two ago and runs a really awesome group of, of uh, restaurants and bars up in the Chicago and also in Ohio. Is that right,
1: Dave? Yep. Cincinnati, Kentucky, Cincinnati. and just opened a spot in Columbus.
0: How many do y'all have now? Uh, 20. Golly, man. That's insane. Um, well, dude, thanks for taking the time. I know you've got a lot going on right now. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Always great to talk to you. And uh, unfortunately, we we don't have uh, we don't have most of them open right now. So it's been a uh, a trying time for us and everybody.
0: Well, so what's going? I mean, how many do how many do you have open? First of all, and where?
1: The only spots we have open are our keystones uh, in in Ohio and Cincinnati and the, and in Kentucky. So we're doing delivery and pickup uh, there. But other than that, every place is is fully shut down.
0: Fully shut down. Okay. And then, uh, are you able to? It, well, in Kentucky, are you able to um, sell alcohol with to-go orders? Yes. Okay, is that is that making any difference? And the reason I'm asking that is because we can't do it in North Carolina, and there's a lot of folks that are pretty upset about that. It seems like every other state you can. But how, how much is that making? I mean, is it moving the needle at all?
1: Uh, not a ton. I mean, we we just added the the package um, to to the delivery and and the carry out. Uh, we didn't come out of the gates with with doing that. Um, but, uh, it's gone well, it hasn't been a, a, a game changer in, in any way, uh, yet, uh, but it's still pretty new for us and, uh, you know, it's still, you know, we're happy to, to keep some people, uh, employed and, and they're happy to be working and, uh, but, you know, obviously not having, uh, the ability for people to come in and sit down and eat and drink is, is, is an uphill battle to begin with. Um, so uh,
0: yeah, to say the least, how many people do y'all employ across your 20 locations?
1: 350.
0: 350. Okay, how many of them are uh, furloughed or now unemployed? Everybody, Everybody. other than
1: uh, the, the crew that's working at Keystone, um, which is about uh, six total people between the stores. Uh, real skeleton crew there, and then uh, you know we still have some some our controller, our HR, uh, and our marketing person are still on board um, to get our messaging out, mainly to our employees on the HR side, and um, you know pushing the uh, the keystones uh, while they're still open um, and serving the community, which we're we're psyched to do. Um, outside of that, it's it's everybody.
0: Man um so is um what do y'all so they're in, how many of your places are in chicago five five okay so the majority are in kentucky and ohio
1: yeah we just have the one in kentucky right over the bridge uh it's, it's mainly uh cincinnati, cincinnati. And we have that one spot in uh columbus we just opened
0: okay got it well tell me about the ppp uh process have y'all been through that and what's been your take oh on?
1: Uh, how much time you have
0: <laughs> well i mean it's certainly on everybody's mind right now and there's a lot of you know i mean just there's a lot of confusion there's a lot of noise there's a lot of uh you know different experiences that i'm getting from people depending on what bank they work with and uh, all that stuff so i'm just I'm, I'm definitely curious what everybody's experiencing with that so share away
1: yeah, I mean, we, we've we've been fortunate to to get into the system. We, we've had a couple places get funding. Um, that's great because a lot of people are, are still struggling to even get on the portal, get, get the application processed and filed, and and, yeah. and let it, let alone get getting funding. The, the problem is the the ambiguity of the PPP, and and the bigger problem being the ambiguity of when we're going to get open. So. Uh, the biggest issue is the the eight weeks uh, that you're supposed to use the PPP for to bring your people back, um, and the issue is what happens after that if you're not open. Uh, and everyone's in our industry has been talking ad nauseum ab- about these issues, and uh, the industry's really band together and uh, been. Uh, our message has been on on uh, the Senate floor. Uh, National Restaurant Association has, uh, been a big voice in expressing to, uh, Congress what the, what the issues are, uh, and how they're insurmountable in, in, in a lot of respects, um, with too many unknowns. Uh, so it's, it's, it's definitely taking up the lion's share of our time, whether it's being, been on webinars or consulting our professionals, uh, as to how to best navigate this, um, Hmm but it's certainly been a learning experience and, you know, you're, you're really tugged at two ends of, of wanting to get your people back to work and wanting to, to provide benefits and health care for them versus opening up and then and then having to shut down again and, and, and risking the health of the business. Um, so it's been a, a, a twofold thing to evaluate um and very difficult to figure out the best route to go.
0: Hm. Yeah, the um you the National Restaurant Association has uh, as you said has been advocating hard for the industry and I'm getting the sense that whereas traditionally they may have had the the chains may have had a little bit more of a voice through the National Restaurant Association I'm I'm getting a sense that they're also Uh, very dialed into what um, independent owners and smaller groups have to say through this process. Is that, is that fair to say? Is that what you've seen?
1: Well, yeah, I I think um, the independent operators uh, often don't have um, the outlets uh, to, to getting the best consultation and advice um, and, and, often don't understand. I mean, I, plenty of them understand it. You know, I'm just giving you feedback from what I've gotten from, from friends in the industry that, that, that have one place and, and, and you yeah. don't have the contacts to, to the professional people to, to reach out to. And, you know it's complicated. It's complicated to understand. I, I mean, if I didn't spend the amount of time th- that I've spent on it with with my partners and our lawyers and our accountant to try to fully understand how this is going to work from all angles, um, you know, the, the, then you know the independent, the the smaller operators, they just they, they see the, the 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 money and it's forgivable and. And they think it's their only outlet, and you know it, it could be it could be a dangerous situation for for anyone who doesn't fully understand it, and and that might be chains, that might be independent operators, one place, two place, it, it doesn't matter. Speaking for us, we've spent so much time on it you know that, that that all four of us can get on and, and, and talk about PPP and talk about Idle and talk about the Chicago resiliency fund and the ins and outs of all of them and what's forgivable and what's not. Um, but
0: you know it's exhausting
1: because it, it, yeah. it seems it, it, it' I mean it's leveled out a bit unfortunately because we we want there to be more information we want the conversation still to be, to be going on because we need the changes. We need the clarity. Um, For the first couple of weeks, I mean, it was so fluid. Things were changing all the time and everyone in the industry was like, oh, they're going to work it out. They still they'll see that this is an issue. And, you know, 65 percent of all job jobless claims were were the hospitality industry. So you would think that they would prioritize making sure that it works for for restaurants and bars um, that are fully closed closed that's the issue we're closed
0: yeah exactly yeah it's more of a small business uh deal than not it's it's not really tailored specifically for independent restaurants uh and doesn't account for a lot of the things that y'all would need as it should what what would you do you even know what i mean without being able to really understand as nobody can even if when things reopen you know will people come back out in the volume that they did? Will y'all even be allowed to have as many people in a place at one time? Will people, you know, not have as much uh, money to spend because they also have, you know, taken pay cuts or lost jobs? Like, without really understanding what is ahead, do do you have a sense of what else y'all need? Like, if you're sitting in front of Congress right now and they give you the floor, like, what what would you say? (laughs)
1: Well, you just hit the nail on the head, and, and and one of the things that everybody starts out doing is that is they think about the now, and 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 how is this going to help us, and yeah, and, and how does this work, and and the conversation, you know, about a week ago started shifting to the well, wait a minute, what what happens after, yes. what happens after a the eight weeks are up, or or b that that we're able to get back open, but. Uh, it's at reduced occupancy or, you know, people are still hesitant to come out um, or there's a resurgence in cases. And, you know, now everybody's a little more concerned about those what if scenarios you just laid out, um, you know, then then the front end stuff that we all sort of chewed on for so long. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, what do you do? You bring your whole staff back, you open up and, and you're doing uh, half the sales. Um, well, you know, then you're in a a tough position where you got to let people go or um, shut down entirely. Who who knows? So what do we need? We we need an extension uh, on the eight weeks um, to go significantly longer than that. Uh, We need a phase four to to the stimulus package to sort of um, address these longer-term issues. Um, You know, ultimately... Speaking for us, we want to get back to, to, to employing people and, and providing benefits and providing uh, entertainment and, and, and good times uh, for our customers. But there's just not enough answered right now. Um, and and the, the huge elephant in the room is just that we don't know when we're going to get open. So how can you give us an eight-week window?
0: Yeah, exactly. It's a uh, – that window is clearly – it's too short, and hopefully that'll change. I think that there's so much early on confusion, noise, denial, uh, some combination thereof, because we just have a hard time accepting. Like, holy cow, <laughs> we really are going to be in our homes for a really long time, possibly. Um, and businesses are going to be shut down, and restaurants aren't going to operate for a long time. There's so much. So each phase hopefully opens up more. Um, do, do you have any opinion on business interruption insurance and how that possibly could come into the conversation?
1: Yeah, I mean, there, there's been talk that, that, you know, the the federal government's going to backstop that for, for the insurance companies. I, I mean, obviously, everyone's super frustrated that, you know, we pay so much money um, for these policies that. Thank God are, are 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 rarely tapped into. Um, that when we need them the most, uh, you know, they're denying these claims. And and certainly some policies are, are very clear about viruses and exceptions and whatnot. Um, our policies are much much more of a gray area, which I think most people are in that gray area where it doesn't specify, and and the insurance companies are hanging their hat on. You know, this virus didn't do physical harm to your property. Um, the entire industry disagrees with, with you know, their, their approach and answer to, to, to not paying claims based on that, but um, that's what they do, unfortunately, um, for the most part, and, and obviously that would cost them a ton of money, um, but we feel that it's the right thing to do. Um, it's clearly affected our business. The virus had the government step in and shut us down. So, um, that is, I don't know how that's not business interruption. Um, but, uh, hopefully, you know, phase four, maybe we'll have some sort of, uh, BI component to it that, um, will, will be less stringent. And And that's the part that would be nice about it is it's sort of, it helps you for for your lost sales and it it doesn't come with conditions it's not a loan um it's just hey you were shut down and you have no revenue so this is um for that and it doesn't need to be paid back and we don't have to jump through a bunch of hoops and with that being said i think the, the the government's done a great job of getting something out quickly uh, the problem that comes with getting something out quickly is there are going to be a, a, a lot of details that are not buttoned up. So it's a mess for everybody. Uh, I can't sit here and, and cry you a river when, when, when so many people are affected by this and, and people uh, have obviously lost their lives and uh, lost their jobs. and you know, Who knows how, how they're going to come out on the other end of this. I'm confident that you know, we'll be back. Um, it's just a matter of when, um, but I feel for, for people in much, much worse situations than us.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot, there's some, some significant number of, you know, restaurants and bars and hospitality venues that will not, will not make it through this. Um, no. and we hope that that's as small as possible, but we, it's, it's real and it will happen. Um, <clears throat> the business interruption insurance would be interesting if, if the government were to, Um, make them whole on that versus, because then it becomes, you know, it's a little bit easier to just go to the industry, the insurance industry, um, and deal with that versus dealing with Lord knows how many claims are having. I mean, the banks can't even process the PPP. Y'all are lucky. I mean, y'all had to, who is your bank, by the way? Like the.
1: JP Chase.
0: Okay, so they got they got y'all done. That's good. I mean, a lot of these, especially the, a big bank like that, because a lot of the big banks are really struggling with getting these things processed right now. Um, and uh, so, perhaps, yeah, you know, if you were to break it down to the insurance claims and backstop that industry, it may help for sure. I hope it does. Um, you know, but- the
1: irony not to interrupt, but the irony of that is, as great as as and lucky as we are with with some of our applications you know, getting funded and just getting through and applied for, um, this is another piece that's absurd. I mean, the the clock starts when you're funded. So so technically, you know, we're on the eight week clock right now, um, because we were funded in a few locations. It's, It's a good problem to have. Don't get me wrong, but it's also a bad problem in that we're all hoping for some clarity any, you know, with over the next couple of days or week or two weeks, um, to address all of these very blatant issues that the industry is having. So, um, yeah, it, it's fantastic, but at the same time, it, it, it forces our hand a little bit to, to move more quickly when we'd really like to get more clarity first.
0: Well Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a good point. Um, well, one thing that the hospitality industry has that cannot be overlooked is you've got, you know, I mean restaurants employ like 15 million people in our country and when you t- when you factor in all the upstream and downstream you know the farmers and the you know the vendors and people you all pay and your landlords and you know their uh their mortgage holders I mean you're talking about you know a trillion dollars um which is a, a significant, you know it's like 4 or 5% of our GDP I mean they, they've got to do something about this the restaurant industry employs the second most number of people behind the federal government <laughs> so yeah. you know it's going to have to be addressed and addressed the right way because the, the impact that um the negative impact that it could have on our entire economy is just incalculable right now um so i hope yeah that- and
1: that's the that's the, the problem is is everyone feels like they're gonna have to do something and everyone sort of believes that it'll work out in the end, that they'll, they'll make it right or they'll make an adjustment or um, phase four roll out and answer these questions or what have you. But it's a big if. Uh, and no one likes big ifs when it comes to the, to the government. <laughs> uh, no, it, it takes right. a lot of time and, and you're, it's not in your control. And, and that's, dan- that's dangerous for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, very dangerous. I mean, what you have to hope is that, you know, Okay, so, you know, you I mean, look, if it's if it's being done by the government, that means that there's politics involved in this. And if you're a politician and you've got 15 million people that, you know, whose lives or livelihoods are on the line right now, you would think they would pay very careful attention to that because that's 15 million voters. So absolutely. But like, yeah, I agree. Hope is not a strategy. uh, And it's tough when when you don't have control, nor do you have any ability to control the outcome. Uh, That gets really challenging, man. So I I mean, it's it's a it's crazy. Um, But
1: well yeah and you you know we didn't even talk about like you know what what stalled this on the on the you know Senate floor or before this was even launched is is it was a very good point that people are going to make more money on unemployment.
0: Well that was my next um, question. I mean that that's exactly right. Um what's their incentive to come back for until the end of July? If they
1: Yeah, I think I think you know there there's there's a, a, probably a mixed bag of thought. I mean, I think people want to know they have a job. They want to know they have their benefits. They want to know, you know, the the, the benefits will, the, the 600 bump to unemployment is through the end of July, um, which, again, is a significant bump for, uh, you know, the hospitality and it's a significant bump for anybody. But, you know, in the hospitality industry where it's, you know, so tip-driven – Um, you know, getting 600 plus your weekly benefit to stay home, uh, is, is pretty, a pretty good reason to stay home. But their whole angle is that if you offer your employees their job back and they don't take it, that they're committing, uh, unemployment insurance fraud, um, you know, that, 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 again, who's policing that they're, they're putting it on the state to, uh, to monitor that and, and they, they designated I think it was $26 million to enforce that uh, part of part of the CARES Act was a big piece was making sure there isn't that kind of fraud um, but you know I add that to the equation you know do, do I want to force somebody to come back to work when they're making a whole lot more money you know on, on unemployment I mean and are they going to come back so it's again it it can it can make you dizzy thinking about this from all angles
0: um, well in in addition to that you from you know you hope that you hope a lot of them will realize i didn't realize that they were technically committing insurance fraud if they don't so even if they were to say well who's you know who cares who's going to enforce it or how they're going to you know, whatever the the challenge that they're going to run into if they do um is come into July and August when when all of them start going looking for jobs and meanwhile some measurable percentage of restaurants or you know have have not reopened their doors and may not permanently the labor pool all of a sudden is you know flips to your benefit where for the longest time it's been hard to attract and keep good people there's just everybody's had jobs and there's <clears throat> it's been hard to find people that you know want to have these those types of jobs that are good people um that's going to change cuz you know, with fewer restaurants and fewer openings then the best people are going to get the jobs and the people that mailed it in through July, uh, milking that benefit may, may regret that.
1: Yeah. And, and I, and I, you know, I, the spirit of, of, of the bill is, you know, to get people back to work. So if you're offered your job back and you don't take it, um, you know, I don't think you're acting in good faith. Um, I can't speak for, for people's financial situations and, and, you know, and I don't want to speak for them, but uh, for the spirit of, of what the government was trying to do, um, if we didn't have these, this eight week window and and these gray areas and they were like, boom, here, get your people back and and we're going to help you get through this and you're going to get back open and, um, it's going to be forgivable. I, I would want, and I would hope that every one of our people would, would, would come back, even if that means they're making less money than they would on unemployment, because you know, it's just not in the spirit of, of, of what the bill, look, we all have our rights about our government. Um, this is what we need government for to, to step in, in crisis. Um, and we all need to do our part if they were to do that and they were to do it the, the, the right way. And I'll just speak for our industry. Where we're not looking for handouts, but we're 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 looking to survive um, like everybody else, and these are clear problems uh, with with the way with the legislation uh, of these these PPP loan um, that if that were not an issue, and we were to get people back. Uh, even if we're not open, you're still getting paid to, to 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 not work. It's a little less, but you know you have a job and you know you have benefits, and you know that that's not going to end. Eventually, we're going to get open, and and you know you stay employed. And I think a lot of people would choose that anyway. But um, it's complicated.
0: That it is. That it is. Well, I agree with you that this is this is exactly where we need government, and they're not going to. I mean, there's just no perfect solution. Nobody, you know, there isn't one. You can't figure it out. They hopefully are doing the best they can. They hopefully are thinking big picture. Um, And and I agree. I I think most people, most good people will, you know, not take advantage of that situation. And and we all need to pull together, both the government and the employees and the consumers and everybody, to get through this. And fortunately, the only, I mean, small silver lining and all this might be that we literally all have to deal with it (laughs) so yes everybody's it's not just you know something's happening to the restaurant industry this thing happened and whatever it's like it's happened our whole economy's got to deal with this thing so you know i try to stay optimistic man um but uh but agree i mean boy it's tough just kind of going well hope they get it right, (laughs) but, uh, well, listen, but the more conversations, the better, the more that people are, you know, that's why I'm trying to talk to as many of y'all as I can and just learn and share this and, um, shoot, you know, we, uh, we can't do anything right now, but just take it one day at a time, which I've never really been good at that. And my hand's been forced. So I'm trying to learn to do that. Um, but, uh, just man, stay healthy, take care of yourself. And, uh, If I can do anything, my friend, you know, let me know anytime, David. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks so much, Will. And and please let me know if I can do anything as well. And you and I share uh, optimistic uh, views. Uh, I I do feel like we're, we see a good, you know, a glimmer here. We see a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I'm excited to get back open. I'm excited to get back to work, get everybody back to work in our company. Everyone's excited about it. Uh, we're excited to serve our community, and uh, I'm with you. I mean, I, I don't know any other way but to, to just be positive about it, um, keep things in perspective, and, uh, you know, this too shall pass. So uh, really appreciate yeah, what you guys do, uh, fly and uh, all the additional stuff you do um for the industry so thanks for having
0: me oh man thanks for being on i really appreciate that tell everybody we said hey and if i anytime my friend really appreciate it let's stay in touch you too all look right.
1: me up if you're in chicago
0: well once i can get oh. back out i sure will. <laughs> absolutely my friend absolutely <laughs> well, we'll, have, well we'll have to uh
1: we'll get together sometime soon then
0: all right man take care david
1: thanks will
0: appreciate it okay bye